This morning I've been talking to you about the journey to the palace. The journey to the palace. And our case study is going to be Joseph. Hallelujah. But let's read our key scripture. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 2. Habakkuk. We are all about to cook. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 to 3. I'm reading the New King James Version of the Bible. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Like the way I have my tablets here. It's written there. That he may run who reads it. Verse 3 says, For the vision is here for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Somebody say glory to God. So though it tarries, though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And it's a blessing. Hallelujah. Now, let me just remind you of some things perhaps you already know. Or it's going to be your first time hearing. However it is, let's remind ourselves. You are a product of greatness. You are great. Now, letting you know this is not a prophecy, but it's a reality about your life. You are an intentional creation of God with a definite purpose, with an established glory to match. You are greatness. You might not be showing it. The fact that it doesn't, doesn't mean that you are not. You are greatness. Say, I'm great. Say, I'm great. Never you let what you're experiencing in the now, in the today, define who you are. Your definition is not by people and your definition is not by you. The customer does not define the product. The retailer does not define the product. The wholesaler does not define the product. It's a manufacturer that defines the product. And we know from the book of Psalms 100, it says, it is he that has made us, not we ourselves. Who is the he? God. God made you. Yes, he made you. So who defines you? He defines you. Now, when you have this settled in you, anything less than greatness, you will not only shun it, but out of anger, you refuse it. I can't be small. I am not small. I thought you repeat that after me, after hearing that. I'm not small. I am great. I am greatness walking on two legs. Hallelujah to Jesus. In Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse number 10, it says that we are the workmanship of God. Created in Christ Jesus. I am the workmanship of God. Say with me, I'm the workmanship of God. Say it louder. With more vim. Let's go for yourself and say it louder. What does it mean to be workmanship? It means that I'm the top of God's creation. Everything that God has made, I am the most classic, unique, uh, customized. I'm not regular. I may have the same name with my father, but I have the same name with my siblings, but I'm different. I'm created in Christ Jesus. Amongst everything that God has made, I am unique in my uniqueness. I'm classic. Hallelujah to Jesus. I may be down, but my downness is not my definition. I may look weak, but my lookness like weakness is not my definition. I know who I am. Say with me, I know who I am. Say, I know who I am. Hallelujah to Jesus. 
One day I was preaching someone, I said something that is only the manual that tells you who you are. And all these years, I have taught the manual as the Bible. But I realized that the Bible points to the manual. The manual is Emmanuel. Emmanuel is Jesus. He's my manual. So when I look at Jesus, that is me. We all with open faces, as we behold him in a glass, we are changed into his very likeness. That is my definition. He walked upon the water, so I walk upon the water. He caused the blind eye to see, I make them see. I'm the solution that brings rejoicing when I enter a place of problem. That is who you are. I thought there would be some smiles on your face by now. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Maybe my friends look like they've gone ahead of me. They can go ahead. We are just unique. I am coming. I'm warming up. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are greatness. I'm honored to talk to you. Because I'm speaking to greatness. I don't know why, but the Lord is letting me to repeat this over and over again. You might have been born some way. But your, your some way born does not define who you are. Are you getting the point? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somewhere yesterday when I was preaching at Pastor Long's father's church. And I said to them, I said, maybe your father met your mother. They went on a date and then they met under a tree. And while they were talking. <laughs> and then you came out of it. That's not a definition. You are not a wayward child. God determined you. God designed you. He desired before he designed you. He planned you before it went to effect. Glory to God. Oh, pastor, but I'm going through a lot of things. I didn't show that God really designed me. Oh, my brother, he designed you. You are just about to show for the glory. You are a child of glory. You are a person of glory. You are a woman of glory. You are a man of glory. Say, that's who I am. Say, I believe it. Every part of me believes it. I believe it. I am glory. I am greatness. I thought you clap your hands by now. These are not motivational words. These are your reality being unfolded to you. These are not motivational words. It's not motivational church. It's a word church. It's a living word church. The word is a life in our spirit man. Praise the name of Jesus. So, essentially, you are greatness. Economically, you must grow into it. But to grow into it, you must see it to be it. If you don't see it, you can't be it in practical terms. Are you getting it now? The Bible says that the hair, as long as it's a child, differeth not from a servant. He's kept under tutors until the day comes when he has matured enough. Then the inheritance is placed in his hands. Sin of God, essentially, you are greatness walking on two legs. But in practical terms, you must grow into it. You are born a child, but you mature into sonship. In sonship is the place of greatness. Mm. But how do I grow into what I can't see? That's why seeing is very important. So you look through the Bible. Any person that God took on a journey to begin a whole dimension of faith of his eternal plan, he will let them have a picture of the future so they can live their life in that direction. Mm -mm. Are you here with me? 
But because the future that he has painted is too big for you to grasp, he gives you just a portion. That's what is called revelation or vision. He gives a portion. Because if he gives you the whole thing, Charlie, you will dart him and run away, just like Jonah did. It's big. But he gives you a portion, and that portion serves as an inspiration, a confidence for your faith and your passion to run towards it. Am I speaking? The way you're looking at me is like, what's up, man? What are you saying? Are you getting something? When it gets to a point, don't understand anything. Just speak in tongues. You'll be okay. Just absorb into your spirit, man. And then later, to start working. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, the Bible says where there's no vision, the people walk unrestrained. They have no discipline, no caution. They are careless because they have no vision. Other translation says that word vision is revelation. Revelation. Hallelujah. God gives you a picture of what he's designed you to be like. Praise the name of Jesus. I don't want to go too deep into a dimension of revelation that we're going to look at the vision as Christ. No, I'm coming to a place where I want you to begin to live the life. Hallelujah. Praise God. People of God, you are great. Amen? But you must see it. And then walk into it. The Bible says concerning, I think it was Jeremiah. No, Ezekiel. In the land of captivity, amongst the captive, the heavens opened unto him and he saw. Others were in captivity. In the midst of captivity. He was not seeing captivity. He was seeing the captain of his life. I pray that you'll be seeing what God has ordained you to be. I pray every other thing will be blurred. And all you can see so clearly is what God has made you to be. You must know it. It must be settled in your spirit, man. Else the devil will bring you an apple to eat. Was it an apple? They said it's an apple because the sensitive job found the, the portion that was left. That's why apple logo is apple. You know? So the bite is the one Adam and Eve took. That's what some people say. There is a man in the Bible called Joseph. In the book of Genesis chapter 37 and verse number 1 going 38. Um, 38, 38 was Tamar and Jacob. 39, 40 ongoing about Joseph. Let's just look at Joseph. And pick a few lessons from Joseph. And I remember I told you I'm talking about the journey to the palace. People of God, you are going to the palace. You are going to a place of influence. You are going to a place of greatness. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. At this side, I don't hear the amen at all. Ah. So let's go to Genesis chapter 37. Verse 1 to 10. I am greatness on two legs. Hallelujah. I'm desired and designed. Hallelujah. The eyes of your understanding is enlightened. And you are seeing exactly what God wants you to be. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to share with you some peace from the story of Joseph. Some peace. Say me some peace. P number one. Genesis 37 verse 1 to 10. P number one is purpose. So I write it here. The revelation of purpose. Revelation of purpose. The revelation of purpose is, the, is vision. 
Uh, Genesis 37, verse. let's read it. I'm going to read it for you. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger. Remember that Jacob was the son of um, Isaac and Joseph was the son of Jacob. And Jacob was so loved by the father. We're going to read it. going to see how it looks like. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. Move on, sir. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock of his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Continue. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his brethren or, or children because he was the son of his old age. That is retirement baby. Also he made him a tunic of many colors. See how much he loves the, the boy. But when his brothers saw that his father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceable of him. Parents should learn this one. Love your children together, okay? Now Joseph had a dream. Now, according to the book of Hebrews chapter number one, you realize that in those days, God reveals two things to them by dreams. So in other words, we can say from this place that Joseph had a revelation of purpose. And he told it to his brothers. And they hated him even more. Already we hate you. And you attend us dreams. That was, that was in verse, the verse between the verse 5 and 6. That's what that one is. You find it there. What I said, it is there. So he said to them, please hear this dream. Which I have dreamed. This guy is just some way. There were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose. And also stood upright. And indeed, your sheep stood all around and bowed down to my sheep. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dream and his words. They had hatred for him, for the love the father had for him. They had hatred for him that he had dreams. And they had more hatred when he told them the dream. The devil doesn't hate you because you are speaking in tongues. He doesn't understand why God has so much love for you. Doesn't make sense to him. In all your faithfulness, he still loves you. He doesn't understand that one. But much more, he may not have details into what God has ordained for you, but he knows something. Whatever God determines is very beautiful. That makes him hate you more. I cannot tell somebody the prophecy. No matter how the devil hates you, you make God proud. So they hated him even more for his dreams. Let's continue. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers. Learn a lesson from here. Be sensitive and discerning to those you talk to. He said they are his brothers, not, not strangers, his brothers. So in this case, even church members. Be discerning. That's what I'm talking to people. I like to look at their eyes. When I look at your eyes, I can tell you what I'm saying. You truly are happy about it or you don't like it. If I were Joseph, I would repeat the second dream to anybody. Because you don't like my first dream. Be discerning. Don't be naive. Be discerning. Have discretion. Know what to say, what not to say. There are things that you must not say it. Keep it. It's not for all ears. It's for your own ears. For those that is not for their ears, it's for their eyes. So work it till they see it. 
Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Brothers can become an enemy just because of a dream. There was one day that I shared a testimony somewhere. My wife said, please don't say it again. I said, why? Just don't say it. Because I looked at where you were talking and I looked at some faces. Don't say it again. People we were talking, they're not happy about it. So don't say it. I said, I won't say it again. Those were Joseph's brothers. <laughs> and this time, the sun, the moon, <laughs> the 11 stars bowed down to me. Hey. So he told it to his father and his brothers and his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you, are, you have dreamed? Eh? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come down or come bow to you, to the earth before you? So Bible explains itself. Anywhere you see the star, you see the stars, or you see the sun and the moon. It's talking about your parents. So in the book of Isaiah, it says that the sun or the moon shall no longer be thy light, but I will be thy light. It means that when your father and mother are not there to shine your way, I am there as your light. Bible explains itself. Don't try to look for any dictionary. Bible is a dictionary by itself. Yeah. Are you telling me that me and your mother will buy? Let me just say, see, there are some things you will see that God will show you about who you are. Not even your father can contain it. What God has ordained for you, no human being can understand it. Because it's beyond the understanding. Amen. You must keep your focus on him. Are you learning something? Yes, the dream revealed purpose, people of God. There's a purpose about your life. You were not made and created by God to join the 7 billion people on earth and just walk around. Nobody knows you. You were made for a specific purpose. Your vision reveals that. It's my prayer that you will see it in the name of Jesus. So, Joseph sees purpose. According to the book of Psalms, it was told us that God actually ordained Joseph to prepare him to save his family and the world from famine. But it wasn't in Genesis, it's in Psalms. See how the Bible is so beautiful? Purpose. Revelation of purpose. So the first P on the journey to the palace is revelation of purpose. The revelation of purpose gives you an idea of how the end looks like, but does not tell you that you'll be a prime minister. Purpose doesn't give you the entirety of the picture. It gives you something to look up to. Because I'm sure if God has shown this man a third dream and has seen Egypt and how you'll be sold, hey, and that he's a prime minister in Egypt, he will not believe it. He will fight against it. Sometimes God not showing everything is just to help you so you can stay with him while he works on you. Number two, if I want to talk about purpose, eh, we won't live here today. So let's just rush it. The next P is pit. And I call it the pit experience. The first was the revelation of purpose. Number two, the pit experience. Let's look at Genesis chapter 37 again, verse 12 to 24. The vision of God for your life will not die. Shout aloud, I'm into that. Then his brothers went, now remember that they, they already hate him. You understand? They hate him. So, powerful hatred. Amen. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers feeding the flock at Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said to him, Here I am. You can see that he has a heart of service. Write it somewhere. 
On the journey to the palace, I must have a heart of service. Write it there. Write it there. Whatever I find doing, I must do the whole of my heart. Write it somewhere. Then he said to him, please go and see if it is well with your brothers and um, well with the flocks and bring back word to me. Remember that he, this guy is an eternal auditor. At the initial part, he went to report that these guys are not doing well. He's a plain guy. He has integrity. You can't bribe him. If the figures are wrong, the figures are wrong. If liabilities are higher than assets, you write it like that. So he's going to bring report. So he sent him out of the valley of Hebron and he went to that place you mentioned. Now a certain man found him and there he was because he was lost. He couldn't find them. Wandering in the field and the man asked him saying, what are you seeking? So he said, I'm seeking my brothers. Please tell me where they are feeding their flocks. And the man said, they have departed from here. For I heard them say, let us go to Dutan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dutan. Continue. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. Because if we can kill you, then what you saw can never come to pass. Now, the revelation of purpose is the revelation of a divine idea. Note this. Ideas don't die. Men can die, but ideas don't die. And more importantly, when God gives you your purpose, which is his idea for your life, because of the idea in you, nothing can affect the body that must carry it out. Can I explain better? Jesus Christ is doing so many awesome things. The Pharisees don't like him. They want him killed. But the Bible says they could not touch him because it was not yet his time. It means it was not yet time for the manifestation of that divine idea. As long as it's not time, you can't kill him. Do you know why I know you will not die anyhow? There's something you carry on the inside of you. It can't be killed. You are the container of it. Hallelujah. Continue, sir. Then they said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. He's named after what he's been encountering. Come therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pits. The Bible is yours, mark pit. If it's not yours, imagine him marking it on the screen. And we shall say, some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard it. And he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. And Reuben said to them, shed no blood, but cast him into the spit, which is in the wilderness. And do not lay a hand on him, that he might deliver him out of their hands and bring him back to his father. That was his plan. That was his plan, to help out. So it came to pass, when Joseph had come to his brothers, that they stripped Joseph of his... Amen. Praise God. Are you enjoying the reading? So they stripped Joseph of his tonic, that beautiful tonic that the father gave him. Continue, sir. Then they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Pastor, why are you talking about pit experience? In the pit experience is the solitude factor. 
What is solitude? You are alone. The vision that God gives you, you must run it sometimes alone. Vision is not for a crowd, it's for a person. There's a need for solitude. Because there's only one voice you must hear to run that vision, and it's the voice of God. Can you imagine the pits? No water, very quiet. It's a place that he sat to think and review what God has showed him and try to understand what is happening here. I believe strongly that right then the pit, God reinforced what he had told him in the pit. Else, when he came out, he would have done something else. His attitude in the subsequent scripture, as we read on, when Potiphar bought him what he did in the house, didn't show that the man had offense in his heart. In the pit, he dealt with offenses. The pit experience talks about the place of solitude. Those that run with a vision that God have given them don't go along with crowd, but the vision pulls crowd later because the vision will speak. Are you here with me? Every great person I've seen has some moments in his life where he's very lonely because nobody will believe what you have. Those are the times when you begin to enact covenants with God. Those are the times where you reassure yourself what God has told you. And when you are reassured, no matter what comes, it does not deter you from achieving what God has placed in your spirit, man. So pursuing divine vision and purpose, there comes a time where you'll be left alone. Look at Jesus Christ. He had his 12 with him. He had 70. He had multitudes. But when it was getting close to accomplishing the divine purpose, he was left alone. He took the twelve. Let's go and pray. Left the nine. Took the three along. By the time he came back, the three and the nine, they were all sleeping. He was left alone. It was just him and God. The Bible says that a man through separation intermingles with all truth. There are certain things you will never get until you are alone. Stop being. Let's go. Let's go. There are times you have to be alone. In your loneliness, being alone, God will speak some things and give you conviction, not convenience. You need conviction to run that vision. Journey to the throne. You need conviction. What will make you keep working when it doesn't seem the things is working? It's because of what you have seen when you were in the pits. The pits brings conviction because of solitude. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Number three. So number one, we have what? The revelation of what? Are you a person of purpose? Are you greatness on two legs? Hallelujah to Jesus. I pray for you that God will make that purpose very clear before your eyes. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And number two is what? Louder. What is in the pit experience? What? What is solitude factor? Yeah. And one word for solitude is separation. We have separated. You can't be like everybody. Holiness means separation. Unique for the master's use. Number three, the Potiphar house experience. So the first one is purpose, pit, and then Potiphar. Somebody say Potiphar. Potiphar. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen and amen. amen. So, when you read the last verses in uh, 37, you realize that Joseph was sold and then later he appears 
in a strange land and is bought by a man, an official of Pharaoh. Let's go to 39 of Genesis. Hallelujah to Jesus. Barakashanda liyabalata. Lubara ni soparakashanda liyasaya. 39, let's go 39. Now Joseph had taken down, was taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. Now, in the Potiphar house experience, one of the things you come to realize is that there is something about Joseph that makes him not keep offenses. There's something about Joseph that makes him a man of integrity. There's something about Joseph that just can't deter him from what God has ordained for. It's called divine presence. And the only time we get to know that this unique ingredient was in Joseph was in the place where he was bought as a slave. Sometimes the revelation of God does not come in the place of comfort. It comes in the place of affliction. Hallelujah. In your journey to the palace, there's a need for a revelation that you are not alone. Though you might look alone. There's a need for you to come to a place of conviction that God, the one that dropped the idea, is right there with you. The Lord was with Joseph. Saint of God, you carry God's property. According to the book of Ephesians, chapter number one, it says that verse 7 is that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know. What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of his inheritance in the saints? One day, preach the message said that you are God's mobile vault. You are a carrier of God's treasure. And because you carry what is so important to God, God's presence must be with you. But you need to be conscious of his presence. The only way to have an experience of his presence is to be conscious of him. Joseph had the presence. On your way to the palace, you need divine presence. Consciousness of divine presence. Consciousness of divine presence. Oh, what we see after every service. For though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You must have a divine presence consciousness. Hallelujah. The Lord is Joseph. And he was a successful man. Now, this is so beautiful. He has not done anything yet. But the Bible says he's successful. Wow. So how does God define success? It's very different from how man defines success. You know what you have accomplished? is what he has said you have accomplished. And one greatest accomplishment that God defines success is to be conscious that he's with you. Number two, important for house is the discipline factor. Now, when we read on, it says that, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, continue, sir, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. Hallelujah to Jesus. How will Potiphar know God is with me? I'll be conscious. When I'm conscious, I walk in that reality, and that reality also becomes an experience for others to see. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hands. Saint of God, you are prospering every hand, though, because of consciousness of divine presence. So Joseph found favor. Are you seeing what is happening here? Because of favor, things are prospering. Because of presence, things are prospering. Because of presence, favor is available. 
Praise God. And he made him overseer. Ah, what next do you see? Because of the presence, there's prosperity, there is favor, there's promotion. Praise God. And all that he had put under his authority. Continue, sir. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Ghana is blessed because of you. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Wow. Continue, sir. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. So because of divine presence, there is what? Things are prospering. There is favor. There's promotion and there's handsomeness and beauty. Divine presence makes you look good. Hallelujah. Makes you presentable. It's not a plenty of makeups. Amen. Amen. When divine presence is on you, you enter into your real abode. Your real abode is the divine the glory of God, the presence of God. And you look good. Even when you wear bend down boutique, it's like you have gone to Dubai to shop because of divine presence. It becomes like a perfume on you. Oh, glory to God. Be conscious of divine presence. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Are you following me at all? Amen. So, people of God, in Potiphar's house experience, we have the divine presence evidence. That's what I call divine presence evidence. God is revealed in affliction. In the place of discomfort. That's where you get to know the great comforter. In the same Potiphar's experience, there's a virtue God births in you on your way to the palace. It's called the discipline factor. Remember, we end the scripture saying that he was handsome. So what happens next? Continue. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, lie with me. Please not lie like Chantra. I mean Chantra, Debbie. Lie with me. Some years ago, I was going to the university, and God gave me a word, the vision and the virgins. It says, thy name is as ointment poor for, therefore the virgins love thee. And God says, son, keep the vision. So be careful with the virgins. That's part of the word he gave me to keep me holy before I marry. Else I'd have had children before then. Lie with me. The anointing brings attraction. Saint, if there's no attraction in your life, check your anointing level. The presence releases the power of God and it brings attraction. The world calls the law of attraction. They don't know it very well. When the presence of God is, is something you know consciously that came out of affliction, there's attraction. Everywhere you go, they like you. They help you without knowing why. I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Between now and before the year will end, that dimension of presence will work upon your life. Mm, the discipline factor. Continue, sir. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Hey, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. And he has committed all that he has to my hand. There's no one greater in this house than I. Nor has he kept back anything from me but you. Because you are his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against your master? 
my master. A sin against my boss. A sin against you. I thought the answer would be louder than that. What is he saying there? The discipline factor. People of God, on your journey to the palace, you need discipline. Some of us are so indisciplined. Mm. What is discipline? First Corinthians chapter number 9 and 27. Let's go there quickly and come back here. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. One day I met a man somewhere. And he said, how are you, sir? I'm fine, sir. He said, what's the problem of Africa? I said, leadership. He said, no, sir. I said, oh, it's leadership, sir. Because we are greedy. He said, no. I said, okay, greediness. He said, no. I said, so what is it? He said, I have sat down and I've used 12 years to write a book. And I realized that the problem of Africa is discipline. Anything goes. We are meeting at two. It's not African time. Let's go at three. You wake up in the morning. There's a longing in you that today, fast and pray. Your flesh says, You are working. No money has come. Somebody left his money somewhere. If you give the police, they will chop it. Your flesh tells you, brother, brother, see how you're suffering. This Ghana police, they will chop it. You are a saint. Let the saint rather chop it. It makes it saintly. Discipline. Discipline makes you put the body under subject. Understand from today, your flesh is never your advantage. Your flesh is your enemy. Your flesh is your enemy. Take your time and read Romans chapter 8. You will see what the flesh is for. The flesh is not for your progress. The flesh is for retrogression. The Bible even said that the flesh is an enemy of God. Wow. Your flesh, carnality, is an enemy of God. Put the body under subjection. Hallelujah. When I went for the program this week, the Holy Ghost said, don't eat. Eat at this time. The power of God flows through discipline. They don't eat. Eat at this time. At one time he says eat at two. Eat at three. Don't eat any cooked food. Take vegetables. Discipline is what will make you heed to the commands and instructions of God. On your journey to the palace, you need to allow God reveal to you the place of discipline. On your way to the wedding day, every woman you see on the way, you ask them out. You go out everybody. You go out everybody. Sister A, the way you saw her, this one is a very good wife material. Uh, can we? After one year, it's gone. By the time you're marrying, by 30, you've got about 11 women. And if there's no extra discipline, all of them, you slept all of them before you marry. Then you marry a virgin. And the virgin to his virgin and everything. And you are being tempted again. Wait. Discipline will make you postpone pleasure 
and take pressure. Discipline will able to make you wait for the gain and take the pain now. Lamentation says, as a youthful person, bear your yoke now, not when you are old. Discipline will make you, see, discipline is telling you something. You know what? Not what you like, but what is demanded. Hmm. The power of vision. Vision is not just self-accomplishing. There must be a partnership from you. You need discipline. Even how you spend your money. Oh, God has said that you're going to be a treasure of wealth in the whole world. No, 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 no. Anything gives you, you chop it. You don't do everything, seed and fruit. Discipline. Somebody shout discipline. discipline. Number two. Or number, yeah, number two. Under the presence evidence or under the Potiphar house experience is the integrity factor. Integrity factors. What is integrity? What is integrity? Integrity is integrity. Integrity means that my words and my works are the same. Integrity means that what I am on the outside, what I am on the inside. I don't have two me. I'm one me. Integrity. Integrity. On your journey to the palace, in the Potiphar's house, in the place of affliction, you're going to have the presence evidence, you know, the discipline factor, and then integrity. Integrity and discipline work together. They are companions. Integrity. The reason this man could not hold himself or fornicated, it's not that this one that didn't fornicate was not tempted. They were both tempted. But one had discipline and integrity. Discipline to hold himself back. Integrity, because he had told people that live a holy life, he must stick to his word. Integrity is when you are bound by your word. Mm. Hallelujah. May God grant you that grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus. May God grant you that grace. You know something? Before you get to the palace, the devil always presents a miniature palace to you. Now it is the presence evidence, the discipline factor, and the integrity factor that will make you know that this is not the real thing, it's fake. In Philippians chapter number 2, the Bible says something about Jesus Christ, that wherefore God has highly exalted, given a name that's above every other name. That was the glory that was ahead of him. Hebrews 12 says that, who for the joy set before him. Huh. But right in Matthew chapter 4, the devil brought him a, 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 a miniature, a fake of the original. He said, if you will bow to me, you see this world, I will give them to you. Hallelujah to Jesus. May God grant you the grace of discipline. That Amish be louder than what you're saying now. May God grant you the grace of discipline. May God grant the grace of integrity. May your words and your works be the same. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You walk in the path of your own commitments. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Saint of God. This is what time will allow me. I was going to talk to you about the present experience. The potential uncovering. The joyfulness factor, the palace experience. I'll continue the palace experience in my office. You can meet me there. But remember, you are greatness on two legs. It doesn't matter how you came, you are great. But to make that grace a reality, you must know it. You must see it. Number two, there will be a time for solitude. 
in the pit experience. And every time that you are with people, while you are alone, God will communicate and expand things to you and you walk in conviction. Hallelujah. In the place of affliction, in the Potiphar's house experience, there's a presence evidence. You discover how much that God is with you and be conscious of that. And there God wants to understand you need the discipline to carry out the vision. You need integrity. Now, without these things, can I tell you something? You will see Canaan and not walk there. But I pray for you that you will see it, you will walk into it, you will become it in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are the answer that your world is waiting for. They will not wait for too long before you appear. I pray for in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord will strengthen you to meet the demands of the end he has shown you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you that while it is time and Pharaoh has had a dream, the Lord will build you enough to interpret that dream and bring the solution for you to become the prime minister. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, receive grace in your system. Receive grace in your system. You will not fall on the way. You will not fall on the way. Your strength is renewed like the eagles. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, you will not fail destiny. I said you will not fail destiny. You will not fail destiny. I refuse you from failing destiny. In the name of the Lord Jesus. When Potiphar's wife come to you, you will not fall to it. In the name of Jesus. Any fake palace that will come to you. May you receive the spirit of discernment. By the factor of integrity and discipline, may you say no to it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for you. The grace not to settle for little. The grace not to settle for little. In the name of Jesus. Ah, I sense grace in the atmosphere. Lift your two hands above your head. Antibako shatayanana. Eruasitaya. Antibareze. Ribazera. Eprosatalaya. Anyone that has fallen before this time, I pray for a rising for you. I pray for a rising up for you. I pray for a rising up for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Anyone weak in your system? Oh, along the line, you fell on the way, and it seems as if you will never get to the palace. I prophesy and I pray for you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, in the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. That same spirit, that same spirit shall revitalize your mortal bodies. In the name of Jesus. Lift your two hands above your head. Baba Shaka Nahai. Gedua ila moshe vilus ada geranate mo antivage bio isalukan aikitai eruasi san francesco maske evitalu embarandile ilokate arima kata igoso kokakate beshwati meila ilo la 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 makasekatea listen Barca Shande Gabasuyeza, Mese Zekafa Ikalahai, Elwani Rezis, Ereshena, Irkasima, Ebado Ikalipa Nusetai. You might have fallen on the way. You might have given up along the line. 
But if the spirit of he that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit shall revitalize your mortal bodies. I see a restoration. I see a reviving in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's which God has given you an idea about. You are going to walk in it. You will walk in it. You will walk in it. In the name of Jesus, I command your faith to come alive. I command the hope to come alive. In the name of Jesus. For some of you, look at this. Trapped in vision is your value. When vision is unveiled, your value is unveiled. But the unveiling of your value to you becomes the unveiling of the value to others when you begin to walk in these things. I pray for the name of Jesus. If God has given you any vision at all and you could not carry it out and you feel disappointed in yourself, maybe along the line, some decisions were wrongly made. I see mercy, mercy, mercy embracing some people. I see mercy embracing some people. Give up. Oh, I bring you before the presence of God. I lift you up before God in my prayer for you right now. In the name of Jesus, you will not fall by the way. In the name of Jesus, you will not disappoint God. You will not disappoint God's expectation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By the power in the resurrection life of Jesus, I decree a restoration. Listen. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. In the discipline factor, the resurrection life works. God told me recently, just a few weeks ago, He said, The only way my kind of life can continually walk in you is for you to keep dying every day. As long as you are dead, I'm alive in you. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith. Son of God. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. The resurrection life that is resident in you that makes things work is working right now inside of you in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Baba Hadi. Laba Hadi. Hey. Even if you have lost faith in becoming the greatness God has made for you. Today on my faith you are back there. In the name of Jesus. You are back there. You are back there. You are back there. You are back there. In the name of Jesus. 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 Now listen. 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 I was praying for a set of people like this. And then I told them, the only error you did is that you came. 
the only error you did if you are not stopped from coming that is okay when Samuel anointed Saul he was not a prophet but when he came in the midst of prophets he also started prophesying can I tell you something because you are in this service whether you came to visit or whether you're a member of this church I know whom I believed I know who has called me based on my calling my office as a prophet and as a beloved of the father you are here by sentence to greatness I said you are here by sentence to greatness in the name of Jesus you are sentenced to greatness I see great evangelists arising from our midst I see great businessmen who arise from our midst I see great pastors arise I see governors I see presidents I see owners of multi-dollar million dollar companies arising from this place my knees are weak because the anointing is strong in this place look at me look at me this man standing before you is one person that doesn't know how he's becoming what he's becoming I'm a product of grace I'm a product of the workings of God I'm a product of whether I like it or not I must be great I'm a product of it I've not gone there yet but I'm on the way and I think you are witness to what God is doing based on my testimony based on my testimony lift your two hands above your head in the name of Jesus Christ I decree over your life that you arise to your place your place of relevance your place of value your place of purpose in the name of Jesus look at me what is our vision in this church what is our vision vision of the church holding for land dominion the word of God for a majestic Christ life there's no pauper here I said there's no pauper here there's no beggar here in the name of the Lord Jesus your army should be commensurate what I'm telling you my God my God you might not look it now your dream might have been despised by your brethren and your father and mother but nothing can frustrate that dream it's a divine idea you are a divine idea from the very womb mind of God it goes again it goes again it goes again it goes again La Pata Magaba yeah, 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 Mahasha, yeah, Mahayasha, Iglosa. Listen, listen. Gideon did not have faith in what God was saying to him. Even faithless Gideon, God still performed his counsel. 
to the honor of God's words and to the honor of the anointing of God upon the father of this ministry and to the honor of God upon your resident pastor I decree over your life whether you like it or not from today onwards you have started your journey to greatness and value in the name of Jesus the Bible says it's not by power it's not by might but say by my spirit say the Lord you can try to do all the right things it might not still work out huh? but when prophecies like this are coming over you is the release of divine independence divine energy that causes things to happen on their own accord that is the place you have come to this morning you have come to that place whether you like it or not you have come to that place the place where there's a divine resource for you to walk in that dimension Listen, Lot was not called. Abraham was called. But just because Lot was with Abraham, he prospered. Just because you are here this morning, you are everything that God is saying right now. You are everything God is saying right now. You are everything God is saying right now. You are everything God is saying right now. do I see when I look at you I see everything God is saying you are not less than it you are not below it you are exactly what God is saying in the name of Jesus welcome to your place of relevance welcome to your place of great value welcome to your place of honor your place of dignity where you did not work to have but God worked everything out for you walk to five people give them a high five and tell them welcome to your place of relevance your place of greatness your place of wealth your place of value the palace you are welcome to that place
Maya, ya. 